0: Okay. Ready? We'll do a, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six, okay? But do but you gotta do the ands. One and two and three and four. That? Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six? Yep. Okay, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Alright. Together, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright, nope. here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and oh I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome? Oh my God. Wait, did you do it on time that time? Yeah,
1: it sounded exactly in sync to me.
0: (laughs) It was like literally, I clapped, and then I was like, oh, I guess you forgot to clap or something and then i was like are you even still on the line and then i was like what have i done with my life no then i started thinking about like like wait how, where am i what's going on am i oh i'm in, i'm in my studio oh yeah we're doing a podcast and then clap it was let me just say it was it seemed long and then you're like oh yeah no it was perfectly in sync why is it perfectly in sync on your side but on my side it's not at all i I mean
1: i I couldn't tell you if my fucking life depended on it i don't know i don't know how any of it works and i don't i no longer care to know Um, are we going to talk about this every show (laughs) i was wondering that i was like yeah you know this is like the intro to pretty much every episode and
0: here's the other thing people just think we're in the same room so they're like what are they talking about they don't know that we're not in the same room. I'm going to, as,
1: as a co-producer of the show, I'm going to strongly advise you to not keep any of this. Like, in my opinion, we haven't started the show yet. So when you're ready to start the <laughs> show, we can start it.
0: The show is started, by the way. Wow. There's, yeah, I know. I know you're not happy about it, but the show has begun.
1: Oh, great. Well.
0: This is what, this is what people tune in for. By the way, how about tuning in to a podcast?
2: Moving that, turning dial. the dial,
0: yeah, turning moving that the dial. dial until you get the best reception possible to hear the "I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay." Spe- Wait, what year is it? Spe- oh, it's 1978. Speaking of moving a dial, I got an entire,
1: I got an entire secondary vinyl rig in my studio now, and I've actually been listening to the radio on it. It's been actually kind of been having a good time.
0: <laughs> okay i guess just... what i'm never gonna do again as long as i live my life listen to the radio ever
1: well it's not new stuff i found like an old i found like an old kind of classic rock station so it's just nothing's gonna come on that it's gonna make me mad in fact everything that comes on it makes me real happy even if it should i don't really
0: i would never buy But, dude, like, it's just nice... You and me are in two different places in our life, obviously.
1: It's nice having someone else curate a listening experience. Plus, my kid likes to come in and out and dance around. But, you know, I'm not really listening to a lot of the Cars these days. Like, I don't listen to Cars records. So it's nice to hear Cars songs, because that's a fucking awesome band.
0: I like the Cars when they first... I was actually alive when they were making records... And uh, I was listening to them when they came out.
1: What'd you think when they came out?
0: I it was amazing. It was exotic sounding. I never heard anything yeah. like it. I loved it.
1: For a minute it sounded like we were at war and you were we were talking via those like brown walkie talkie bags <laughs> when you're calling in like a fucking airstrike. That's what it sounded like. Well You sounded you like Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump.
0: You don't even want to know what it sounds like on this end. The entire podcast, I've been like, am I, did I take the fucking bad acid from the goddamn Mandy movie or what the <laughs> fuck is going on? This entire podcast has been nothing but like, I've been watching Stargate. Have you ever seen that piece of shit? I watched movie the original. The
1: yeah. Oh yeah, I loved it. Where the Egyptian people have like wolf heads
0: and shit. <laughs> okay, well... Is that I, James Spader? I went James Spader yeah. and Kurt Russell. I, I went to bed watching it last night and then woke up minutes before this podcast this morning and started watching it again, and my verdict is F- minus for that movie.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to prefer to just dip into the old memory bank instead of actually watching that again. Because in my head, <laughs> that was a great movie. Don't.
0: Yeah, if you saw that movie when you were eight, right. it was amazing. Right. But if you saw it... When you're 38, like me, then you were like, no, thanks. I do appreciate 30, that you... I, I, my age is 38 plus,
1: by the way. I appreciate that you tried it again last night, though. You you gave Stargate another <laughs> shot last night. I don't know. I don't know why. I've been... What must happen to been, a man? What happens to a man for him to end up in, in his underwear in front of his television and he decides to watch Stargate from
0: 1994? What oh, went I wrong wasn't though? wearing it. <laughs> there was n no, there were no underwear involved in this viewing process. Uh, Not even. I've lemons? seen everything. No, I've seen everything that's ever been made. Last night, out. I, I watched. I watched Tag, and then I was like, "Oh, what's next? Oh, Stargate 1995. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen Tag?
1: I haven't seen Tag. It's,
0: it's got some laughs. There's some laughs in there. They're last night, underneath. I was
1: I was doing the horrible thing where you I looked at all my HBO lists, couldn't find anything to watch. There's only a million movies there. On my watch list, went to Netflix, looked at my watch list, <laughs> million and a half movies, couldn't find a single fucking thing. Went to Hulu, because we have that too. Looked at my watch list, filled with shit, couldn't find a single thing. Went to Shudder, which is basically Netflix for horror films, couldn't find a thing. And I was like, I have a problem. I have a real fucking problem. So I turned it all off, and I, you know what I did last night? It's, I've heard of this thing. I actually started reading a fucking book.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say cried a lot. Oh, well, that's... I thought you were going to be like, I just turned off everything and just sat there and cried and cried and cried.
1: That's, that's, we call that
0: projection, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crying now. Yeah, I know. I hear it. Tears are streaming down my face like the cheeks of a, like, like a, like an old 70s French painting of a clown. (laughs) I'm wearing clown makeup (laughs) right now. I put the clown makeup on before the show, hoping it would make me funny. There was a weird. There was
1: a weird. No, it hasn't. There was a weird. Uh, <laughs> thanks. There was a weird period because uh, you're times. trying too hard to be funny. That's that's the problem. You're trying too hard.
0: Oh, okay. Let go and okay,
1: let God, thanks. man. Let go and let God. There was a period of time where we okay. were writing. We were writing poetry, and
0: we we were writing poems about kiss putting on their makeup do you remember that by the way thanks for pivoting into the most interesting thing anybody could ever say remember that time we were writing poetry together you're just trying to get back and me C- for saying C- you weren't C- being funny should we read emails C- we
1: got a bunch of emails what can we do C- to make C- this C- show interesting I-, I don't know uh
0: what you want you want to turn it into something the, about you, poetry
1: you, you want to turn it into the chris I'm, delia podcast you want to try that for a little bit
0: you want to go for it no i'm i that we're, it's not going to become the Chris Delia podcast for sure. That's the other thing, too. I've been listening to the Chris Delia's congratulations podcast. Not a mm-hmm. good idea. It's yeah. like listening to, it's like listening to Talking Heads' greatest hits, uh, where they just, you know, you just, you're just hearing the great, the best music of one of the best bands of all time, uh, all in one place. And then you're like, oh, I can't do any of this. Why do anything at all? Uh, it's not inspiring.
1: Let me help you. Let me, let me help you out of this particular pickle.
0: Chris Dillia is not the David Byrne of comedy, homie. What I'd like to do is try to pronounce his last name as many different ways as possible. Okay. The Chris, the black Chris Dahlia? Mm-hmm. Dahlia? Dahlia? Dahliae. Delia. I can't think of any other That was pretty good. That was a good list. All right. Uh, before we answer emails, which I'm down, I'd like to talk about stuff that I like this week, and maybe it'll actually intersect with something you like.
1: Well, I already tried to talk about something I liked, which is my record player in my studio. I also tried to talk about reading a book instead of being unhappy with all of my choices on TV. None of those were good
2: none of those oh so that's not what you
1: want to talk about okay
0: sure no no go ahead i'm all yours talk, tried, about, it. dude, it's talk over. about your secondary you're not not one turntable uh in case i want to listen in this other room of sam se- in my feelings house i have another one i want a so third one by the bed
1: I for real want a third one by my on my nightstand.
0: What about one next to the toilet? So when you're making a poo-poo, you can listen to those forty fives. And only you only have forty fives in there, no long playing records.
1: Right, just seven inches.
0: <laughs> ah yeah. Yeah, baby. I got my seven inch what? Record, bitch. All right, uh, can we, can I talk about this thing that I like? <laughs> yeah, let's do twenty minutes of The Bachelor. That's what we're missing. Uh, Bachelor, this this season is a bust, unfortunately. Right. It's real boring. Because the guy's gay? Uh, I don't know if he's gay. He might not even be a virgin. It's just kind of boring, unfortunately. Yeah. It's kind of lame. Uh, so I saw something that I love uh, called Judah. Have you heard of this? It's an Israeli vampire series. I haven't. Anyways, Hulu just bought the rights to it. I guess they're gonna maybe have it on Hulu and then they're gonna remake it in English. but it's in Israeli. anyways, it's really good. It's kind of funny uh and dark and cool. It's real funky. It's real weird. you know, uh anytime you watch something from like a different country, it always has a it doesn't have that American aesthetic. It's really great. you You can watch the first episode on YouTube. And then after that, you're on your own. They have other episodes, but they don't have subtitles. So that gets real old. Real well,
1: they're going to lose quite a quite a huge demographic there in the old American market.
0: Dude, I spent a good 45 minutes watching the new Gaspar Noé movie, Climax, last night with no subtitles in French. I don't watch that dude's movies. Uh, that was pretty rough, too. Yeah. It reminded me of when I was a kid. I used to go see operas when I was a kid. In different languages, and you don't know what the fuck's going on, and you're just listening to people sing in bad costumes in an uncomfortable chair. That's how I spent my youth, by the way.
1: But I could see how, like, well, you're watching people in costumes and they're moving around. There's there's a theater dr- dramatic element to it. Watching a movie where you don't understand what they're saying is real rough. You're not like um, in, you're not in a room with these people. There's like there's nothing kinetic about it. It's just you and a screen, and you don't understand anything that's happening.
0: Well, here's the good thing about being in front of my TV uh, watching Climax. Turn it off if I even get the slightest. Like, I'm, I'm like fucking the mad king in my <laughs> domicile right now because my wife and daughter are gone. So I'm like, uh, maybe I'll watch Stargate 95. And then the minute I get tired of it, I'm like, fuck you. And then I'm do whatever the fuck else I want to do. So Eat okay, a goddamn the plot, peanut butter sandwich. The plot super duper thickens on Stargate here.
1: So you have free time, which is as a family man, really rare when the wife and kid are not there. You can do anything you want. You could rub peanut butter all over your balls. You could fucking jump off your roof. You could go on a horseback <laughs> ride. You could do anything you
0: want. You watch. <laughs> let me let me, Stargate. let me see what category. Let me see what categories all those notions are in. Oh, the. No thanks category I don't think so.
1: a lot of people would have put watching 1994 Stargate in the no thanks category too, but not me. so anythings <laughs> anything's up for grabs here
0: maybe well I it was Stargate. in the no thanks it was in the no thanks category, and then I picked it up out of there and I slipped it into the let's give this a shot category and now it's back in the no thanks category, but it might be in the let's give it a shot category later on this morning maybe you'll know. finish
1: Stargate nineteen ninety four's sci fi masterpiece Stargate. All right. Well, what's the deal? They make they find an ancient circle, and the circle creates you can go back in
0: time. Is that what it is? It starts out promising, and then at some point, these guys uh, show up looking like hieroglyphics, and you're like, "What?" It's not even the hieroglyphics part. It's just they have some really bad sort of extras that are like soldiers that Kurt Russell's. there's uh, Kurt Russell's haircuts real weird. It starts off. He's got long hair and he's an attractive man. He gets, here's, here's the deal with Kurt Russell. He gets by with being attractive. Like he's so attractive. It kind of like, you're like, "Uh, is he a good actor? And you're like, no, he's not a good actor, but he's attractive in a way where you're like, ah, I'll keep watching. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, So he starts off with this long, beautiful kind of Kurt Russell hair, and then they give him some weird J. Jonah Jameson haircut from, like, Spider-Man. He's the publisher that's always gnawing on a cigar, that flat top look. Mm -hmm. And you're like, why? Why? Why 90s? Yeah. The The 90s were... were, The 90s are a bad aesthetic. It's not a good aesthetic.
1: The 90s were a super weird time. 80s gets, like, a bad rap because 80s had stonewashed jeans and bright colors and, you know, shoulder pads and shit. But the 90s were really fucked up.
0: No, the 90s was the bright colors. The 80s was, like, all the, like... Well, I'm thinking about, like, like, Wham!
1: I'm thinking about, like, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Those kind of cut Right.
0: Right. There were the pastels, but they were all kind of toned down. Everything was kind of toned down, like, because the 70s were crazy. So they're, like, 80s, we're going to... Put in some shoulder pads. We're going to wear suits. Everything's like pastels. Everything's like uh, gray, big puffy things. And then the <laughs> 90s were like, oh, let's get color. Let's put some color in shit. <laughs> and they went nuts with it. Like, it was it such was a colorful time. Up. The yeah. 90s were horrible.
1: Yeah. I had a lot of tie-dye shirts. And I had the kind of shirts that if you bl- they get hot, it activates a different color. The whole thing. Crisscross is wearing their fucking Dude. pants backwards.
0: Dude, I had, there was a lady in Austin that made these like cat in the hat style hats, <laughs> like these big vinyl hats. Please tell me I you wore had that one. shit. You did? Oh, I wore, th- I didn't have one. I had like 10, cause she like <laughs> just made them for me and then I would wear them on stage. But not only would I wear them on stage, I'd wear them just walking the fuck around. Let me let me
1: just try to get a picture of this because is this like the hat that the chick wore in that four
0: Blondes video for what's going oh, yeah. on? That hat. It looks just like the hat that the Cat in the Hat wore, except maybe with a stars and stripes theme. Wow, made out of vinyl, <laughs> and oh. then add to that, the the sides of my head were shaved, and then my hair went all the way down. To my waistline. Can we let's let's get
1: inside your head. You wake up at whatever time you used to wake up back then. I'm guessing it was later than than eight in the morning.
0: Which was what time? It I is would now. like normally. I would sleep at least twelve hours. Right. Like I would sleep so long. I mean, if I could just sleep, have one of those sleep cycles one every year, I I don't know what would happen. But you I wake up like a completely different person. You wake up and you're going to go to a show.
1: You're going to go meet your buddy, whoever. And you're getting dressed and you're like, because even the most nonchalant artist type, there's some level of, I look good in this going on. I I look good in these shorts. These are cool shoes. I like this shirt a lot. What's the thought process of you seeing, you got your 10 hats, your 10 cat in the hat hats. You got to pick one out. Are you trying on a few? you seeing if they work. You just grabbing the first one. And then what's the racing through your brain at that last look in the mirror, wearing a hat like that before you go off to 6th Street to
0: conquer the world? All right. Well, first of all, I'm dressed. I'm <laughs> never not dressed. By the way, in the '90s, dressed always. So you never had to so decide. I go, no. Here, here's what I wore in the '90s. I'm wearing a BDUs, which are uh, camp, like those camouflage pants that the military wears. So I'm wearing a pair of those that are cut off. So they're shorts, but they got lots of pockets. Mm-hmm. They got those little side pockets. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm wearing Car- that cargo shorts. Some folks will call them cargo shorts, but if you grew up in the military or around the military, like I did, you call them BDUs. So I had BDUs. Uh, I think I had one of those cloth belts.
1: Mm-hmm. I can um, see it. Like
0: military cloth belt. And then a T-shirt where the sleeves and, and the uh, collar were cut off so it became like a sort of a baggy tank top <laughs> that that was airbrushed By me, usually a picture of Batman, airbrushed on it. And that's what I would wear. But I would wear that for, I don't know, six months, eight months, ten months, until literally the T-shirt would dissolve. (laughs) And then I'd have to get a new T-shirt. But I'd never took it off. And then no underwear. And then no socks. And then I had a pair of of military uh, issue Black boots that I had, that I had arted up in '90s, color with '90s colorful glittery fabric paint, uh, and I would slip those on when I would get it out. of It sounds bed in like the you were in the
1: Four Non Blondes. Were
0: you in the band Four Non Blondes in the '90s? I sh- I still receive royalty checks from them, dude.
1: There's nothing uh, more '90s than airbrushing. That's amazing.
0: Oh yeah, and then as far as the hat. The hat was just whatever hat got close to me as I was leaving the, the room, because I lived in a room with roommates at that point. Whatever was closest, I would just it would attach itself to my hands and then that would go on in my head and then I would walk out into the world going, What you got for me today, world? Looking like a fucking dick. Just a straight up dick, and then I was like, "Why do people not like me?" I, it was a mystery to me. You're one
1: of those people that, when you see them on Sixth Street, you sort of, you sort of, you sort of usher your kids away from that. You're <laughs> the reason that this phrase "Keep Austin Weird" exists,
0: dude. I know. I'd love Believe to, me. Dude, I'd love I to know. see a picture of you in one of those hats. I was like, "Why is nobody taking? Why is nobody taking me and my music seriously?" <laughs>
1: I couldn't understand it. Oh, dude. Well, I obviously wasn't in Austin in the 90s, but here's what I know to be a fact in the known universe. You weren't the only guy looking like that in Austin in the 90s. There's no fucking way, dude. That sounds like a picture of Austin in the 90s. Were you the only guy doing it? I mean, that? if you,
0: if you, uh, no. Well, no. I mean, I, I, no. Well, maybe. Uh, maybe you took it to you, an extreme. You might have taken it to an extreme. I don't think I don't remember running into too many people <laughs> There that wasn't were putting a, the fabric fabric paint on their military issue boots.
1: There wasn't like, like a I, meeting I, of I, all of I you. You could recognize each other by the hats in the crowd.
0: <sighs> the fabric paint was uh,
1: that's was, really intense. I'm sure a lot of them also were maybe changing. They weren't wearing their shirts until it dissolved off their body.
0: Well, I don't know the people that I was. I was hanging out with people that liked drugs, yeah. And when I say drugs, I mean weed, 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 weed. But like
1: you could have been in that Edie Brickell video for the and the New Bohemian. You were like
0: a New Bohemian, yeah. I was a New Bohemian. Hey, uh, so I want to talk about one. Should we answer some email questions? Should we welcome people to the podcast after yeah. 20 minutes?
1: Yeah, well, I, no. I, actually, I believe that the uh, since we started talking about what you look like in the nineties, that's actually the beginning of the show. So, welcome to I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. We're here to talk about shit we like and don't like. And now that we have a, a considerable fan base, we have a bunch of emails to catch up on. You want to rock some emails? Let's rock some emails. Zach Wolf says, "Bob and Clint, I like to write songs for fun, usually with silly lyrics intended to amuse my kids. I've realized I shy away from writing more serious lyrics because I'm worried if I try to write something deep, it'll just sound pretentious and stupid. As songwriters, can you relate to this at all? Am I just not okay? Love the podcast, Zach. That's a good question. Um, I know that don't. you're a big fan of you're a big fan of smuggling in the serious stuff with some humor. You you like to."
0: It's hard for you to just completely do serious right I don't like one without the other right I like a little of both um maybe a little bit more serious than funny but I like both and yeah. what I wouldn't worry about too much is is just write have fun so if you're writing some funny stuff great and if you want to write some serious stuff write some serious stuff just avoid just avoid writing anything that you've heard. Like if you've heard the line in a song like I love you as much as, you know, like the there's light in the sky. Or, you know, something like cliche. Just avoid cliches. If you just avoid cliches, you can really write about anything. Just make it interesting, but not too, you don't want it too jarring either. So there that's the, you know, it's like riding a wave. You gotta just but just have fun. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it if it's serious or if it's funny. I think that's great advice. Like, Take the
1: pressure off yourself to be funny or to be serious. Just take all that off. Yeah. And I'll say this, too. Just make it. One of the things I learned in your song game is, and thank goodness everyone had the patience for it, but once you maybe write all your funny songs. like I wrote a lot of songs that sounded like Ryan Adams. I mean, maybe a hundred. And it just took me getting to the end of that before... I had to learn how to move forward. Like, but I, for me, I had to kind of write those songs. So yeah, write enough silly, stupid yeah, shit for I your agree. kids, and, and something in you's going to go. I can't write another silly, stupid song for my kid. I got to
0: dig deep for a minute. You know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You have to get it out. Like I wrote a shitload of like Tom Waits sounding songs right twenty twenty years ago, and then you write uh, you write those songs, and you're like, yeah, um, I've written those now. I can write something else. Well, and what you I would know, imagine too about that—that's true for
1: you—and I know it was for me—is like you spend a hundred songs trying to write that Tom Waits song, and that gets you through that phase. But then, you know what you learn from those hundred songs? You learn how to write one good Tom Waitsy song. Like you really learn how to do that by taking a shot at the the
0: old dartboard for a hundred songs. You know? Yeah, that's a great analogy. I think songwriting is like trying to hit the bullseye, and but you're blindfolded, right? Um, so, uh. You're blindfolded. And, and, you're wearing, and, he, and You're wearing a big cat in the
1: hat hat that's too big for you, and it's coming over your eyes a little bit.
0: Right. And here's the deal: if you're trying to, if you're, if if somebody says, "Oh, your kids are surrounding the dartboard," uh, so if you miss, you're going to hit one of your kids with the dart. Guess what? You're not going to do throw right. the dart. Exactly. So get rid of the kids, which is your expectations and your critical part of your thinking. Get rid of that, so that wherever you throw the dart, you'll be fine. In fact. Make the bullseye your room, and then you can't miss. Yeah. Goddamn, I'm good at analogies.
1: Well, Zach, when you win your first Grammy, just remember to thank me and Bob in your acceptance speech. Thank you.
0: Uh, we got an email from our friend Katie Featherston. Uh, by the way, when Zach wins his first Grammy, I'll be very upset. I'll be like, "How? what? Really? You won a goddamn Grammy, and I didn't? Motherfucker. I love that. I'll be like fuck that guy, Zach. I love that episode. And he'll be of- like, "I want to thank Clint Wells and Bob Schneider." This is the way he sounds, by the way. Yeah, he's Pick an elderly man. His- he's a hundred years old. Well, he'll be a thousand years old when he wins the Grammy.
2: I want to thank Bob Schneider and Clint Wells. Back in the nineties, they gave me some writing advice. They told me to get rid of my kids, and I did. They, sh- they said. Throw a dart at your kids every day and wear can the hat hat. <laughs> and then I did. They said write He said write a hundred songs about Tom Waits. And I did I spent I spent 40 years in jail. <laughs> and then I wrote this song called <laughs> Snail Mail. After the old way. After killing all 18 of my children and burying them in a well in the backyard. I did time, and that's where I wrote I my 100 songs about Tom Waits. On my album entitled Four Non-Non-Blonde. We were going to call it Four Burnett. Four Burnett ladies who dyed their hair red. But instead... But now,
0: well, tell them what we, we want. Like, I don't think we sound like old guys. We sound like guys who can't poop.
2: We're the guys that can't. I also poop. can't poop. I haven't pooped in six years. <laughs> I pooped three years ago. God
1: damn it! We sound like old Jimmy, like a shitty old Jimmy Stewart. Is what we sound like. Well,
0: I wrote the song. I I can listen to Jimmy Stewart all day. Just keep going. Are you telling me to keep you doing d- Jimmy you Stewart? D- now, I th- here's what I think we should do. I think we should do
2: Michael Kane Ma- I'm Michael Kane. I'm Michael Kane She do was we only- have any Do we have any more?
0: Do we have? I'm going to do Catherine Hepburn. You do Michael Caine. Do we have any more? She was emails. A- she was only sixteen. She was only
1: sixteen. I'm Michael Caine.
2: Michael, do we have any more
1: emails? I don't know. I'm Michael Kane.
0: My name's Catherine Hepburn. I <laughs> she's British. Man, that's the worst Catherine Hepburn. All right, I'm of- Catherine Hepburn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's like a gangster in the fifties. Yeah, see, I'm,
0: to,
2: it's I'm me. To use
1: my Michael Kane. I'm Michael Kane. Here's how you. Re- I'm Catherine Hepburn. Here's how you reset Michael Kane. You just say, "I'm Michael Kane." I'm Michael Kane. That's how you reset it. I, I, <clears throat> I'm Michael Kane. It's like when we talk about our dog Lucius it gets us right back
0: into this lady. The dog, you see. The dog. All you have to say is dog. You don't even have to say Lucius. Oh yeah. Well I
1: the have dog. honey, I have my right. I have my triggers. You have your triggers, honey. I say Lucius, my dog. You say dog. We
0: we literally have like 1 minute before this podcast is over. No, 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 no. We, no, no, no. we have no,
1: no, 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 no. We did not start it when it started. We started it about 11 minutes ago. So we're good to go. <laughs> katie featherston
0: no.
1: wait i'm telling you we got a minute and a half left no we're not putting then, out the first this, by- half of this we're not putting out the first half of it dude no way, yeah, there's, no way. there's no fucking way there's no fucking way it's so we are. horrible there are remember listeners
0: that, remember that podcast where you're hearing all that shit in your headphones <laughs> and you kept you kept talking about it time. Time you're like, I'm hearing some crazy shit over here, and I wasn't hearing anything. And then I listened to the podcast afterwards, and it's just you sounding like somebody's got a fucking piece of tinfoil on his head. I'm hearing stuff, man. It's not good. It was so loud and scratchy. I thought you were doing
1: something weird over there, man. Then, of course, I heard it crystal clear.
2: (laughs) It's crystal clear.
0: All right. All right. Well, anyways, we got to end it. No. I know, I know. No. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, yeah. We're good. All right. Uh check out my other podcast The Song Club on uh and uh and also uh Clint's Wonderful Podcast Metal Up Your Podcast um about all things Metallica, but you don't have to be in a Metallica to enjoy it. It's a very fun. Listen. Uh okay, until next time, I'm Bob Schneider. I'm sorry. And that's that's Clint Wells who's saying who's who's boycotting. And I'm, we'll see you next time. All right. I apologize. Bye.